Stand, let's just stay standing real quick. Let's just let's just stay in this present. Let's just not move on from this, please. You know, let's just sing I Speak Jesus. I want to speak Jesus over this place. Because you know where worship is? Worship comes from that broken place. When no one could help you, when not your friends, not your family, not the doctor, no one could help you. And that's the desperation from the heart, is when you worship Him. When you speak Jesus over your situation, when no one else can help you. Speak Jesus over your situation. Speak Jesus over your lost loved ones right now. Speak it out. Lord, save my father. Lord, save him in the name of Jesus. understand your identity in Jesus, that you understand who you are in Christ. You're seated in heavenly places. This is not your home. You're passing through together as many people as that, that you can and take Amen. them with you. Amen. Hallelujah. That's it. That's the goal. Amen. Take everyone. Take everyone. Your circle of influence. Take them with you. It matters what you come into an agreement with. 
If I come into an agreement with God's word, I'm going to be walking around in joy, love, peace, kindness. But if I come into an agreement with hopelessness, I'm defeated and I'm plundered and my walls are down. And if I'm a negative person all the time, I'm, I don't have any walls. If I never see good in situations. God is calling us to hire. I mean, the, the spirit of the Lord is here right now. I hope you can feel that. Come into an agreement with God's word and the Holy Spirit right now. Lord, I come into an agreement with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I come into an agreement with your word. Not what I think to be right, but what your word says. Lord, change areas of my life that does not glorify you, Lord. Lord, all the areas of my life that I still withhold from you, Lord, I give it to you today. Giving the, the hidden place. It's, church, it's not the will of the Father to, to, to live in depression. It's not the will of the Father to always medicate yourself from anxiety and worry and doubt. I hope you understand that it's not the will of the Father to barely make it through the day, the week, the month, or the year. It's not, it's not, this is not a barely hanging on religion. This is not a barely, barely hanging on relationship. This is, this is. Boldness, strength, joy, nothing can rock you when you're rooted type of, type of relationship. This is a, you're, you'll grow up as much as you're growing down into the soil. You know, a tree only grows as high as it is rooted. So come on, let's, let's, let's be strong. Let's not live as a defeated person. Matthew 18, 12 and 14 says, what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than all the other that he did not that did not go astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. You are the one. You know, I heard it this week. You know why God, the angels say, holy, 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 all around his throne and the whole earth is filled with his glory is because he sees Jesus. They see Jesus in you. The whole earth is filled with his glory because of you. When God looked or when the angels look at us and we're born again Christians, they see Jesus. Hallelujah. Did Jesus leave all the others to come and get you and bring you into his presence and eternity to barely make it? Do you see what I'm saying? Did he come and get you and find you and look for you in the highs and lows and find you to, to, so that you could be defeated in depression? So that you could be defeated in hopelessness? That you could be so eaten up with fear inside you that that fear is the one making all the decisions instead of the Christ that lives in you. Because guess what? If I'm overtaken with fear, everything I'm doing is coming through that lens of fear. All my decisions, all my mindsets, all my future plannings, everything I do around my family, everything that I'm doing is coming from that little microscope of what I'm looking through, my lens. 
You know, God, when you're praying, I just want to tell somebody God heard you the first time. Fear will have you doing some crazy things. Some people still have 25 years worth of food stored from COVID when they bought all that stuff. You know, fear will have you doing some crazy things. It'll have you'll have things in your house that you'll never use. You'll have a whole garage full of stuff. Well, that's just for that's for you know that's for that day. That's ne- that's not going to come. I'm not saying not to be prepared and have a couple days of water. But listen, if the world really goes south, how long do you really want to go? Amen. Have a couple months. And if it goes past that, then hey. Amen. Fear will have you scared to leave your own house. Amen. Anxiety will have you scared to leave your own house. Amen. It'll have you waking up in the middle of the night wondering about what's going on in your family. It'll, and then the, those things never come to pass. Look, it's destructive. It's taking from you. It's taking from your mind. It's taking from your peace. It's taking from everything that God says you should walk in. Amen. Because guess what? Fear doesn't come just to be a tag along. It comes to dominate. Amen. It comes to dominate. You will serve it. You will do everything it says to do when you have a spirit of fear. Amen. Same thing with depression. Depression will keep you in bondage. We know that there's a spirit of fear. The Bible talks about a spirit of fear. We know that depression is a spirit of heaviness. You know, you go to the doctor and they'll, they'll prescribe you 10 different medicines for that. Instead of dealing with our demons and being demonized and being oppressed, Amen. we medicate them. You know, we live in anxiety. We'd rather take Valium and Xanax all day long rather than doing what the Bible says to do. Come on. Break. We just we just sung songs about breaking down strongholds. Amen. I'm gonna tell you, fear is a stronghold. Hallelujah. I'm gonna tell you that anxiety is a stronghold. Hallelujah. Worry, and, I, I don't know, and I'm telling you, they typically run it together. If you have, wherever you find fear, you're gonna find worry, and you're gonna find anxiety. When you find depression, you're going to find most likely negativity and criticalness. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. He didn't leave heaven to come here for you barely to make it. Hallelujah. He didn't. He didn't. Heaven, God didn't give the best that heaven had to offer so I could barely make it. Come on now. He wants me to walk in the fullness. And then when fear comes, I hit back at it and say, No. Hallelujah. You will not have my mind. You will not have my house. You will not have my children. Amen. What did Moses say to Pharaoh? Pharaoh is a representation of sin. He said, You won't even have one hoof. You won't have one hoof. Uh, we will not leave anything behind because guess what? If he leaves one hoof there, then he still has access. It only has one job. It's to rob you of your peace and to keep you in a state of panic or stress. Then we, then we get on with the guilt and shame. This is, fear is just one aspect of it. The enemy has many things in his tool belt. Did he find the one, you, 
For you to hide so deep, for you to hide things so deep in your past that you live with regret of it every single day? Or when you were baptized and everything, all the shame and the guilt went in the grave with you, and when you were baptized and you came up, if you were clean. That's what baptism represents. It re represents you dying with Jesus and being raised in the newness of it. You haven't been baptized, let's get you baptized. That's what it says in Acts chapter 2. Let's get saved and then get baptized. Repent and baptize. The American church is good at taking you through a four-minute prayer at the end of service. But we are bad at getting people through Jesus' name. Be free today in Jesus' name. You are the one that was found. We can sit here and say we love him, and we leave here, and we go back into the life of torment by the time we hit that door. It's not how it's supposed to be. We can sit here and rejoice and say all the churchy things, and then we live tormented. And we don't have no peace. What you know? What I've typically learned is people that have the that that are that are introverts. They call them. They have the loudest internal dialogue. They're screaming inside. They look calm like water, but they're raging. People that typically loud have no peace inside. They have no internal dialogue. So it's split. If we believe in breaking every chain, but we go, hey, you know, I don't believe in that stuff, brother. I don't believe that areas of my life can be demonized. Well, I'm going to tell you, if you have a spirit of fear and you're a Christian, you need to give that over to the Lord. Amen. Because we will sit here and we will make excuses. 1 Timothy 2.4 says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. Ezekiel 18.23 says, Do I have any pleasures at all that the wicked should die, says the Lord God, and not that he should turn from his ways and live? Look, everything that we're doing comes into life. Life, life, life begets life. Life breeds life. We need to walk in it, and walking in it is being totally free. God's people have a lot of shackles still. Take off the grave clothes. Come into the fullness. It's not defeat. It's not to barely make it. It's not to just sit here and go, well, brother, I, you know I had a hard week. No, it's to thrive. It's to be who God's called you to be. If the enemy can keep you in fear, you're not going to walk in the fullness of what God has for you. If he keeps you in guilt and shame over your past, you're not going to walk in the fullness of what God has for you. These things are to hold you back from your calling. You know, it's crazy. Some of us live more defeated after finding God. Before the truth, we just stayed in sin and never, I never really questioned anything. We went into deep darkness without even the thought of it. If a friend showed us something, we were all the way into whatever it was. It didn't matter. It didn't, and it didn't matter what anyone else thought. A lot 
of times I could spin it or you could spin it to others to make it seem like something that they should be doing. And you can make it sound real good. Whether it's horoscopes, whether it's psychic readings, whether it's spiritual journey, whatever it is, I could spin it to be like, this is what you need. And then guess what? People would be like, okay. You know, they typically would do it. I would go to any party. We would go to any house. We didn't, we didn't do any of that. I mean, it didn't matter where. I would road trip to concerts or colleges. We went all out for a life of sin, and not we didn't think about it. Only thing we thought about was having a good time. But after finding God, we are told, don't go too wild or too loud. Now we have to plan the nights of the week that we're going to serve God. Do you see what I'm saying? Does anybody see what I'm saying? We have to fit God into our schedules. We might come to church once a month and then we're here and we're not even engaged. We might pray if things are bad, but if things are good, we don't pray. Are you with me? Amen. But once Jesus leaves the 99 and he comes and finds us, we, are, we live defeated. We live broken. We don't understand spiritual things. We base everything off how we, were, we feel and what we're taught and not what the Word of God says. This is the greatest gift mankind has ever known. This is the greatest gift. He left heaven, came down, and gave himself as a ransom for your life so that you could walk in the freeness that you could break sin you could break these chains you don't have to go to bed tormented at night later and go God why me no you get up and take authority over things you get up and speak the word of God and release it over it the greatest gift mankind has ever known and it's free it's the greatest thing that you could possibly ever know, and you don't have to pay for it. Amen. Money, anyway. You pay for it with your life. Amen. Amen. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. His only begotten son. That whosoever. Are you a whosoever this morning? Believes in him shall not perish, but what? Everlasting, Everlasting life. Amen. Romans 8, 31 and 32 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. He did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Amen. How shall he not with him? Or how should, whatever, whatever. How shall he not with them also freely give us all things? Amen. It's free. It's free. Once you accept it, it's free. 2 Corinthians 9, 12 through 15. The service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ. And let your generosity in sharing with them and everyone else. And in their prayers for your 
For you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. It's overflowing. You know, we have to picture a cup here. I seen Mike Oldfield a couple of weeks back. He did a he did a thing. He had a picture next to it. He was putting it on there. He said, "Well, you come to church, there's a little more. You know, you do something one night a week, you get another little more." But we never get to the point of overflowing. When you overflow, it just takes you don't you just do what God wants you to do. You're walking in it. If we're not living a life of overflowing. In a, in a greater measure, because how are we going to do works greater if we're not overflowing? If this is all we get, you got to think to yourself, am I going to make it? That's just being real with you. This is 1% of your life. This is 1% of your week. This is 1%. What are you doing the other 99 Do you pray? Do you get in his presence like we just were? Do you bask in it? Because things will just leave your life. Amen. Fear will just leave your life. Guess what? The more I'm praying, the more fear can't come into this thing. It can't be around it. Anxiety. We've all, I'm telling you what, anxiety is an epidemic right now. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Everybody's eating up with anxiety. This is not a campfire story. This is the gospel that saves the world. This is the freedom that the world is looking for. There's either power in the name of Jesus, or there's not. I'm standing here because there's power in his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I then believe he is the name above all names. He is the great I am, the Prince of Peace. When I understand that it's the greatest gift ever given to mankind, I then understand that he swallowed up death. He swallowed up fear. He swallowed up anxiety. He swallowed up sadness. He swallowed up whole, uh, hopelessness. Do you know what I'm saying this morning? It can't come near you unless you're thinking on these things. Amen. You have to be free. Listen, you have to be freed from it. Some of these things was passed down. Well, I'm just that way because my mom was that way. Or my, my mama's mom was that way. Well, that's called a generational thing. Right. And it was passed down. Amen. You know, a lot of times we don't know what our ancestors were doing. But sometimes they're doing some pretty crazy things. Yeah. But things get passed down. Everything is spiritual, the Bible tells us. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we don't think anything's spiritual. You see the, the catch there? Amen. We are told we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers, and pa principalities and powers. And, and we don't really, when we get into an argument with a friend or something like that, we just look at that person as being the problem. When, it, when the Bible says it's not, we're not wrestling against them. Amen. We need to change our mindset so we can be free. Listen, a, a Christian cannot be possessed by a demon, meaning ownership. 
meaning ownership. But there are areas of your life that if you've not surrendered to the Lord that you can have be oppressed by. That's why we have Christians living in fear. That's why we have Christians living in anxiety. That's because that stuff needs to be made to leave your life. By the name of Jesus, by the power of God and the Holy Spirit. He wants you to be free. He doesn't want you to leave here by the time you hit the door. You're, you're already tormented. Or you're waking up in the middle of the night. That's the first thing you're thinking of. Does anybody want to be free today? Amen. I mean, you know what you're dealing with. God knows what you're dealing with. Hey, Dixon. Come on up. This whole place is going to be an altar this morning. You know what? Call out to the Lord what you're dealing with. You know what? You want to read about freedom? Read Galatians chapter 5. The whole thing is about freedom. Galatians 5.1 says, it is, for the free, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Galatians 5.22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Now let me ask you this. How do, how do people live so defeated? You have the greatest gift the world has ever known. And some of us cry ourselves to sleep. And then some of us that are even married, your partner doesn't even know it. How miserable you are because you put on the spot. You say everything's okay. When it's not. When God has called you to be And marriage is not supposed to be a drag. That's your partner that God's brought you with, and you're going to do life together. And you're going to walk with, with the Lord. If you don't walk in these things, look, if you don't walk in love, joy, peace, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You need to find out why. We need to dig deep. And find out what's holding us back. Because if I'm not walking in what the Bible says to walk in, then I'm not walking in the fullness of what he has me to walk in. Look, I know how some of this sounds. I understand these things. I've been around churches long enough. People were saying in their hearts, I don't know, brother. I understand. But I also understand there's a lot of tormented people. You know what I'm going to tell you? This, this, is, this is the easiest, simplest thing, but it's profound. Freedom is meant for the believer. 
It's not meant for the other. So deliverance comes what? To the believer. You know, you commit 50 million sins before you come to Christ. You picked up some things along the way. And that doesn't even include what your mama and mom and, and what, what those people had. Your aunts and your uncles and all those. So where do they go? Where does everything go? When I, when I come up here and I confess God, I still had anxiety. I still had it. I bit my fingernails like you wouldn't believe since I can remember. I'm talking like not just biting them, biting them, biting them, almost gnawing off my fingers. I'm gonna tell. I, I'm transparent with you why? Because I want you to be free. I don't care what people think. I don't care what religion has to say. I want to know Him and the fullness. Guess what? I don't bite my nails anymore. I haven't. I don't do it. And I'm telling you, if you ask my mom, this is not a, a made-up story. It left with the anxiety left. It left my life. People go bite your nails is like that. No, it was attached to other things that had me doing it. This is a spiritual battle. And I have nails for the first time. I can scratch my like neck if I want to. It's the craziest thing ever. But it's got my mom would I would be chewing on my nails, my mom would smack my hand right in my mouth a lot to try to get me to do it. But it but I couldn't stop. I'm going to tell you this, 99% of addictions, unless it's in God, it's demonic. You can be addicted to caffeine, energy drinks. I mean, you can be addicted to any, you name it, you can be addicted. And listen, I only say these things because it happened to me. I was set free from things. And I want people to be free. You know what a sound mind is, but nobody has a sound mind? Oh, you want to go to bed at night and uh, all that thing didn't have access to you like it used to? You're a different person. You're not supposed to be a mess. Oh, I just got to get my value and stuff to, to survive. Now, are there certain instances probably that, need, that people need that for things? Uh, look, but I'm saying if we're taking it because we have fear of leaving the house, we have fear of going in, in public places, all these phobias, fears of birds. Come on. When has a bird ever landed on you? Well, what I'm saying is, do you get what I mean, though? Do you get the overall message of what I'm saying? It's real easy. Listen, whatever you're living with will always shine through. I'm going to tell you this. If you lie all the time, then you have a lying spirit. If you're angry all the time, then you have a spirit of anger. If you are anxious, then you are dealing with the spirit of anxiety. If you worry all the time, then you're dealing with the spirit of worry. If you are lusting all the time, then it's a lustful spirit. If you are fearful, then you're dealing with the spirit of fear. You get the idea. The list goes on and on. Why let it stay? Jesus wants you to be free. Freedom is for the believer. Luke 18 and 19. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves, that they were righteous 
and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even this tax, tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing far off, would not so much as to raise his eyes to heaven and beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. There are some things you must do to be free. You have to humble yourself before the Lord. You know why confession is so important? Because it lets God know that you know what you're dealing with. He doesn't need you to confess. You confess your sins for loving God. And you confess your problem. You also must forgive everyone who has wronged you, no matter what they've done. It doesn't mean that you think it's right. It means that you're releasing God's word over it. decide how free you get in the Lord by how much you go, how, how, how far you go in this. Confess the hidden thing. I heard this the other night. Your blessing's hidden in the dark. Why? Because you got to confess the hidden thing to move forward in God so the dark is actually holding you back from walking in it. This is easy stuff. You want to be free? You want to quit living in torment? Quit living in fear? Lust? All that stuff? You confess it and really try to get free from it. And then we pray. And then Jesus, the Holy Spirit, comes in and sets you free. But it won't happen unless you confess. It won't happen unless you forgive. Guess what? Then after you confess and humble yourself, humility, humility. God comes in and refreshes you. He gives you a sound mind. The refreshing that you so badly desire. The peace that you so badly desire. Let's all stand. Woman, man and woman of God today, you don't have to live in fear in the name of Jesus. You don't have to live in fear anymore in the name of Jesus. You know why fear is afraid of you? Because guess what? Once you get free from it, you're going to bring that same feeling back through the Holy Spirit on fear. Man, man or woman of God, you don't have to live in lust anymore in the mighty name of Jesus. Man and woman of God, you don't have to worry all the time in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Man and woman of God, you don't have to be angry anymore in the mighty name of Jesus. Give it to Jesus today, giving your fear, giving your lust, giving everything that's holding you back in the name of Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit change your life today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, change it. Lord, I rebuke the spirit of fear. I rebuke the spirit of lust in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of addiction in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of suicide in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of witchcraft in the mighty name of Jesus. I come against it all by the mighty name of Jesus. Today, be free in the name of Jesus. 